Welcome to Charmed Life, a multimedia podcast discussing spirituality, magic, and the unconditional love of the universe. Thanks for tuning in. host Trisha Carr. Welcome to this episode of Charmed Life, live on YouTube and on Facebook, and also on my special broadcast window on my website, trishacarcharm.com. Just go to Podcast and Media, and you'll be able to watch these live streamed every Sunday at 12 p.m. Pacific. And of course, it is published as a podcast on any and all of your podcast outlets. I want to give you a little teaser. I, if it is your first time joining Charmed Life, welcome and thank you so much. And you may not know everything that I do. I am a multidimensional media medium, a spiritual teacher, an animal communicator, and as a spiritual teacher, I partner with my best friend and I teach this course every year called the Intuitive Intensive. Now, registration is opening tomorrow for the Intuitive Intensive, so do stay tuned on all of my social media platforms and all of the different ways on Instagram, too. I'll post about it, and we will have a link in the description of next episode of Charmed Life or the mini episode that's coming up. So I just wanted to give a little teaser for you guys. Registration will open tomorrow. This powerful program that Crystal Ann Compton and I are offering, it's our third annual one, and we're doing brand new content in an in, in evolved kind of content, and we look so forward to welcoming you into the program. With that, this episode is going to be very powerful because I have a person who is an expert in ancestral healing, and he is the um, the founder of Health Beyond Belief. Sorry, it's so powerful. <laughs> I'm like really excited about this. His name is John Newton, and he teaches this formula of healing to help people to enjoy a profound physical, emotional, financial, and spiritual well-being. So welcome to the program, John Newton. Thank you. I'm grateful to be here. We call it ancestral clearing. Um, Did just I say because healing? I don't, yeah, we don't call it healing. Oh, sorry. I, I no, it's fine. It's I have just, it written down right. Cool. I just said it wrong. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's perfect. I mean, it is a healing and I yeah. love that, you know, the way you describe your work is so eloquent, mm. but um, I just call it ancestral clearing. Yeah. It's simple. I love that too because there's there are different techniques and when something is true, it's true from all perspectives. And I'm learning one right now called mental emotional release, and it's very much that. You may okay. go back in your the timeline of this life or in the ancestral timelines or in utero and all kinds of things, but it really is a clearing. Um, I would is 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 a most appropriate way to explain it. But let's talk about what you do. You have a really interesting journey of coming to this work, and then the work itself is powerful. So I would love to just give you the stage. Tell us about your journey and how this work is is healing so many people. Yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things. I had another career. I worked as a professional actor for many years and I liked it, but I didn't love it. It wasn't a soul calling. It was more of like, I don't know. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't the thing, you know. So I did this kind of work on the side. I did it for free for 20, 21 years and I made a living acting. And after a while, it just kind of felt obvious to shift full-time over to this, which I did about 10, 12 years ago. And uh, I haven't looked back. I feel so lucky. Your, your show, A Charmed Life, I feel like I live that. Oh. And I'm so grateful to be able to help people that are ready. It's a really simple process that I offer. It's five techniques really into one. Mm. As I said, we call it ancestral clearing. But um, it's really helping people to reset the past. Mm. So we carry... Uh, stuff from the past, from our lineage, it's attached to our DNA, that's measurable. But also we have a belief system or a narrative uh, that kind of runs and it limits our quality of life. So what I help people do is reset that. 
and clean up those limiting beliefs and karma, if you want to call it that. Um, and we look at it, and it's sort of like physics as opposed to woo-woo, even though it's really woo-woo. But I, you know, there's so much um, science out there. So I like to work with medical communities, mm-hmm. work in hospitals. I train doctors and therapists, and they love integrating this into their practice. They can help patients, and they don't take stuff on, which is really nice. Mm. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to talk about whatever as far as any of that. And, um, you know, whatever your listeners are, are into, I'm, I'm all about that. So. Well, I have to say, you know, we haven't met before, John and I, and so I also have a background as a kid and up until like early adulthood, I was an actor and yeah, I feel I, part of my work, I actually do work with creative professionals a lot and just creative people a lot because the creative process and the intuitive process and the healing process and the, it's all one thing. It's, it's really just inspiration flowing from the non-physical being manifested to the physical and so yeah. it makes a lot of sense that sometimes we we may start in one way that is, I mean, there's there's a known quantity, more of a known quantity to being an actor. And so maybe that's why your your natural tendency to be the facilitator of healing and creativity and everything just seemed to, and also obviously you were good at it. So <laughs> I'm sure well, I, I, you became I'm really good at this. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm miss, I am humble in so many ways because I'll freely admit I was never a great actor. I was, <laughs> I was okay, had my moments on stage. But it's interesting that you're saying what you're saying, because the fact that you came from that world, too, you get it because the original, quote unquote, healers were the storytellers. They were the entertainers. It was all one thing. Yes. (laughs) And yeah, it really shifted when, well, it really shifted when the American Medical Association was formed here in the U.S. Mm -hmm. And it it really, you know, everything, homeopathy got put in the the corner as the evil stepchild. But if you go back, it was really the religious, the spiritual the healer, the entertainment, it was all one thing. It's all one thing. How many times do I say that, Kurt? Like every other episode, I'm like, yeah. it used to be yeah. all one thing, science, yeah. spirituality, and art were all just flowed one to the other and they weren't separated as, well, this one's valid and this one's not, you know? Right. And yeah. but medicine is is maybe still not in the not as obvious in the universal sense, but they are more medicine is now more and more re- recognizing that we have to work with the whole being. I mean, even in the 70s, which was really not that long ago, I say that because I was born in the 70s, so it was like yesterday. But in the 70s, if you had to suggest that stress, worry, or diet were causing your physical problems, most doctors would say, you're crazy. (laughs) That's insane. Nobody knows what you're talking about. But now it's the first thing that doctors know to address or to talk about stress and diet or exercise movement practice. So... Um, we are coming more, and I actually, I learned that, I don't know if you've heard of Kaiser Permanente, it's a huge medical insurance, you know, complex here in, in California, and they're actually fairly progressive in mm. holistic, like looking at the whole being. I heard that they actually have Reiki practitioners on staff <laughs> for this huge medical yeah. complex, so we're getting yeah. there, and certainly the work that you're doing is helping that, so let's Yeah, do- UCLA, mm-hmm. I worked at Cedars-Sinai yes. for a year and a half with the head of cardiology at a clinical cardiology and working with hundreds and hundreds of patients there, but yeah. they also had, you know, that complimentary in UCLA and a lot of places. I lived in LA for 25 years. I think you're in LA yeah. area, right? Yes, yeah. We're in Burbank yeah. right now, but yeah, LA, uh-huh. Okay. So, but yeah, this is, it's growing, you know, and people, you know, necessity is the mother of invention, you know, p- people are suffering and there's huge numbers of people turning to opiates and there's not one study that supports opiates helping chronic pain, short-term acute pain. Yeah. But, but it just, uh, 
hijacks the nervous system and creates more pain long-term because yeah. it's putting, it's mashing things down. Exactly. And it actually, it actually creates the pain because it's creating this pendulum swing, but not in the acute situation as you're saying, but the chronic and long-term it's enhancing it and it's still being yep. prescribed for chronic pain. It's, it's really weird. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Doctors don't have the time to spend with patients. They don't, you know, in, the, in this new system that started about eight, 10 years ago, which just kind of railroaded doctors into less time with patients, less time for proper care. And then they feel like their hands are tied. So a lot of times they don't have options. You know, if they're going to make a living, people think doctors are all these super rich and yeah, some with private practice, but most docs are struggling. You know, it's, it's a tough situation out there. Yeah, it definitely is. And we could obviously go down a rabbit hole of <laughs> the financial yeah. complex taking control of it, but we won't do that. It, it's all nope. going to clear up. That's what we do is we work in clearing and healing. So uh, let's exactly. talk about the, the ancestral clearing, the modality, the formula that you – now, are these two different formulas, ancestral clearing and the health beyond belief, or is this just kind of – you know, just tell me the difference. Health Beyond Belief is the umbrella. Okay. Yeah. Got so it. that's my website, healthbeyondbelief.com. And uh, as I said, there's five techniques. It's really two paths. Mm -hmm. um, one is helping people wake up to their eternal nature, being present. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe you could say Eckhart Tolle, but it's really Advaita mm -hmm. and helping people experience the self or the uh, I am that I am yeah. presence directly. And that is huge. And that's really everything. But the other half is what I described earlier is helping people reset the things that don't feel good. And there's so much in our past because most people live in the mind and our trauma, our stuff isn't stored in the mind. It shows up there with the thoughts and the, you know, as we said, hijacked brain and things, mm -hmm. but it really stored in the body and other realms. We could say the soul level, yeah. there's, there's many other realms, but it's all coming from the past. So we reset the past so that our future opens up as possibility. And of course, there's a more cosmic perspective to all this, that everything arises in the moment. Everything's present. Yes. And at the, at the level of creator source, higher power, that's what we access. That's what does the work. And, and I'm really clear about that. I don't call myself, you know, a healer or anything because I'm not doing the work. I'm holding a mirror and getting out of the way. I, I say that healers don't actually heal. They hold space right. with the knowing that wholeness is the higher truth. And then the individual does the healing. That's, that is the truth. And I, I say, I think that's, accurate even for actual medicine for pharmaceuticals because mm -hmm. that's that's empirical in the you know concept of placebo as well as in the concept of medicine sometimes works and it sometimes doesn't it's really the being who is doing the healing and then there are these tools that can help to hold that space for them and and i say that about teaching as well i'm not really teaching you anything i'm holding space so you can remember what you already know so um, talk about the process then. What is the, tell us if you want to walk us through the formula. Like, like you said, it's, it's five steps or if there's five different modalities. Um, get yeah, five, yeah, five techniques. I share four, teach four. As I said, I train docs, therapists, uh, anybody that wants to learn them. I love to teach. There's seven, seven and a half billion people on the planet. Half are suffering. We all need to be doing our work. So I love to share what I do. Um, it really involves getting people back in their body, mm. connecting to sensations and allowing that higher intelligence with the body awareness to reveal what it is that's at the root. Really, if we don't handle the root, if we just trim weeds, they grow back. Mm. And so we get to what that root level is. There's a specific uh, uh, directed breath work technique that we use. And then of course the, the probably 60 to 80% of the practice is a forgiveness prayer. It's not religious, but it's yeah. like a non-denominational recipe, if you will. Uh, forgiveness means to offer up. 
Most people are trying to get rid of things and when we try to get rid of something. It actually pushes back yeah. because what we give out is what we get back. Mm -hmm. But there's something really cosmic about offering something up um, in a humble and grateful way. It's like the perfect well, recipe is the best word for it. That really helps to clear anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, we work with literally anything that shows up in people's lives. We've, we've helped with, and we get hundreds of emails a week, mm. you know, um, from cancer to chronic pain, to, uh, sleep, insomnia, relationship issues. So I, I just love helping people get their life back. And also with other um, self-improvement issues like financial abundance and, and just everything, anything, nothing is off the table for this, for this work, right? Yep. Yeah, that's true. We, we, you know, everything is, you know, I say there's two reasons things don't show up. One is that it doesn't serve us. Mm -hmm. and that doesn't mean it will never serve us. It just means it doesn't serve us now or hasn't served us yet. An mm -hmm. um, example would be if Mother Teresa wanted to be a lounge singer in the 50s and that her ego thought that's what she wanted, right? We would have missed out on that incredible impact that she had. Yeah. So it didn't serve her. Right. The other is that we're carrying something that's blocking it. Mm -hmm. On some level, there's something in us, either worthiness or a belief system, as we said, um, there's so many different things and we don't have to figure it out because there's a higher intelligence that leads, guides and directs us. Mm -hmm. And as we release that and clear it, it can show up unless it doesn't serve us. Right. So that's the caveat in a way. Yeah. If it's not, if, like if it's not ecological, so if it's not good for me and it's not good for everyone else, like with your Mother Teresa example, it, that wouldn't have been good for all of us. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Ideally, obviously not. Although she might have been a good lounge singer. We never know. We, we, I would we, buy that ticket though. Right. <laughs> Just one oh, night, goodness. just one night, mother. Yeah, just one night only. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, one time I, I, this was um, a little bit earlier on in my uh, sort of, I guess, you know, awakening journey. And I was wanting to, I was desiring to release unforgiveness or to forgive, if you want to say, hmm. uh, from, from some childhood abuse. It was really visceral, you know, and you, it, like a uh, sexual abuse. And that's hard, right? That's, that's one of those ones that's really challenging. It's the body. And I really wanted to for myself, you know, I, I understood it intellectually. This isn't about that person being, um, you know, si I didn't sign off on it, but I, I recognized that having that unforgiveness was limiting me and limiting from me uh, serving, you know, if that's what my intention is. And I was so frustrated, though, because I didn't know how to do it because I had the 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 somatic response when I thought about it and right. so and I was actually driving I pulled over the car and I was frustrated and I pounded on the steering wheel and I said I don't know how to do this I don't know how to forgive but I am declaring that I am willing to and then mm. it was like poof it was gone and it was actually it was like a few months later that I looked back and I thought about this situation and it was just no more no more of that resonance and what's interesting is I re recognized re recently that I pounded on the steering wheel. And so I was probably actually doing tapping, too, <laughs> just something that oh, was discovered yeah. accidentally because it is something that interrupts yeah. the energy field uh, and the energy flow of the body. And but it was just that I was just willing. I was just offering it up, as you said, and it just worked. It's kind of like this powerful. I think it's a powerful dynamic um, of taking responsibility. Cause I said, I don't know how to do it, but I'm willing like that. I was taking my part in it, but also releasing it. It's the surrender and responsibility paradigm that is so powerful paradox. If you, if it may seem like even, yeah. I would say also if I wasn't there obviously, but I would say 
when I check in with your experience, yeah. it also feels like you've done a lot of work before that. I and had. it was kind of like, yes. you know, you dig for mm-hmm. water in the hundredth shovel full, you hit water, but the 99 that you did before helped you to get to that place. I know it. So totally. Yes, I definitely had. <laughs> yeah. So it just happened to be that moment where it all kind of. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. It was that. Yeah. The geyser. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Hey, you know, whatever it takes. I, that's what I'm about. I'm like, Hey, does it work? Great. Let's, yeah. you know, bring it in. If it works, you it know. works. So, um, how do so can, are you able to outline the 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 formula for us a bit? How you would teach someone about it, or um, folks that um, I offer train? Yeah, I offer training. It's 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 it appears very simple on the outside, but there's a, a very specific um, kind of multi field that you know layered field that kind of is held in that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so as I said, it's just putting your attention on sensation is one of the techniques, mm-hmm. and then we create a vacuum where the instigating or originating and it could be womb it could be another experience the solo has had um and then we clear that mm-hmm. um using this very specific breath technique as well as mm-hmm. forgiveness we can it's like a one two thing mm-hmm. that's just one way of working we have other other ways of working um but it's there's a there's a mysterious um kind of i wouldn't say it's unteachable it's 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 how do you tell a fish where the water is? You know, the fish is in the water and the fish is saying, where's the water? Mm-hmm. So it's more experiential yeah. and helping the fish see that it is the water. You know, it is one with the water. Um, how do you teach that? You really can't, but you create this invitation where it becomes so obvious that it's revealed. Yeah. And that's another big part of the work. Um, another technique that I have is um, I help people stop their mind. So I, I transmit a still mind and they notice that everything falls away and they're able to taste the self um, in, in that way. And it's, it's powerful for people. So you hold, um, you hold, yeah. the st- you hold the state of the clear mind and then they, they receive it essentially. Right. Is that what you're. Yeah. 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 And, There's a little more to it than that, but yes. Okay. Yeah. No, I was just curious. So it's almost like, I know that theta healers do something along those lines too, where they're activating mm-hmm. in the deep theta waves of the, of, you know, of, of the brain basically. And they hold that, and with the with the openness of the sitter or of the patient or the client, then they can receive it. I love yeah. that you teach. So you teach doctors. And in, in what kind of format do you teach doctors? Do you do a kind of prolonged immersion workshop situation? Or are you able to do it in a one-on-one situation? No, I don't do my. I, I do occasional one-on-one sessions, but I, I work with group stuff. So I have a Monday call series where people can call in. And um, that's month to month. Um, I have a video program that we also offer. Um, that's month to month, that's advanced program. But in the sense of training doctors, therapists, or, you know, anybody that wants to learn, it's a two day uh, uh, immersion all day. And it's very interactive, because I want people applying it and seeing, you know, and by lunch, the first day, they're helping each other, uh, helping, you know, clear headaches and pain and and fear, um, phobias, just pretty much anything. It's it's very powerful. So um, it's really that kind of diving in and then unfolding and and them experiencing and then as they experience more they get more under their belt and more confidence and then they're able to to really excel and and take it out into the world um i i can say we can teach it in two days but it's a lot of practice you know yeah. we, we really encourage that because obviously that's important i mean you know there's no substitute for you working with all the people you worked with over the years mm-hmm. you know that's where you really learn is getting in the trenches and and uh, experiencing that um but uh, yeah, so the body is also, we look at the human body as where people feel what they feel is indicative of what it's about. Mm. 
So like right elbow, left knee, you know, right ear, everything is symbolizes the quality or the type of burden that's stored in the body. Most of the time, we also look at male, female, left, right, above the waist, below the waist, it's reversed. So the body's like an X chromosome. Um, So um, that's really powerful for, for dialing in specific pieces you know, someone has low back, we know what low back represents. Mm-hmm. Um, it's similar to what Louise Hay, you yeah. know, in her work, but there's not a lot of overlap, only maybe 30% of what she says, we actually see like, hey, that's exactly it. But a lot of it, it's not yeah. um, it's just different, but it's, you know, whatever works. So her stuff's effective too. So I am a, I'm a, a clinical hypnotherapist and the, uh, the school that I went to college for hypnotherapy was, founded by this man named Dr. John Kappas, who was a clinical psychologist and um, based and developed, you know, this different modality. I mean, like a very specific, like I would say the world-class model for hypnotherapy and Mm -hmm. a model that, that they teach in, in uh, it's called hypnosis motivation Institute that they teach is called body syndrome. And it's similar, again, similar to what you're talking about, similar to what Louise Hay discovered. Uh, You know, kind of, you can look at it as, with the mapping of the personal chakra system and body syndrome it has like you know this from here to here is called if you have issues here it's called crying syndrome (laughs) because when you know if you have something going on here then you tend to make the same phrases faces crying um and the issues that can be involved with that and if it's like arms and hands then that's reaching or grasping syndrome it's really fascinating Hmm. how all these things overlap and it it's very telling um and yeah. then, you know, certain things like underweight or overweight have a tendency to mean similar things. Hmm. And so that you use these, you use that kind of model to help to get into where the clearing wants to be experienced, is, would you say? Mm-hmm. Is that how it is? And that helps the patient or client actually tap into what that truth for themselves? Yeah, yeah, that's completely different than what I'm t- talking about. That sounds oh, really fascinating, and it makes a lot of sense what you're describing. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. it's totally different. So, how does it? How is it different? How? Wh- what is it that is uh, distinctive, and and how yours works? Um, well, we there, there's very little story associated to what I do. It's more direct experience. So, okay. um, when someone feels something directly, there's a higher intelligence that comes through and reveals what needs to be seen and and experienced. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people, because they live so much in the mind, um, we don't use emotional labels in my practice. We, you know, we don't deny them, but we don't stay there because if someone says I'm angry, there's a story and a history to anger. Anger is something negative. It's something they want to get rid of. It's something they want to fix all the strategies and things they've done their whole life that haven't worked. Mm -hmm. So there's something very profound about surrender into the experience of it and allowing that to to guide them through the release because our bodies know how to heal. Our bodies know how to clear uh, pain. They know how to release stress, all things being equal, but we interfere with that natural intelligence that's in every cell. And really it has to do with the mind and judgment and wanting to understand things that we can't understand. Ultimately the creator is a mystery. Anybody that tells you they know what God is, is it's impossible. You can't know because it doesn't fit in the mind. And so we help people process from the mind identity personality, story, time, space, cause and effect in that linear way to identify with the quantum Mm -hmm. directly to identify with that eternal self that they are, which gives them access to everything. It's paradox. Mm -hmm. Um, So in the sense of what you're describing, the crying syndrome and that energy there, that's very powerful. And I could totally see how that could be helpful in in clearing. 
but I have people feel the sensation directly and, mm-hmm. and then, um, you know, wherever they're feeling it, of course, that is indicative of where it arose from. So like right elbow has to do with boundaries with men, mm-hmm. you know, right shoulder, this part of the shoulder is different than this part of the shoulder is different yeah. than the scapula, right? They're all three completely different kinds of burden. But so you just work on that one uh, type of burden in their life, their family and their lineage. And they'll, usually the shoulder just melts, the stuff just melts off mm-hmm. like really quickly, like in seconds, a lot of time. It's quite fun. And you... And so when it comes to something that's like more of a, a let's just say self-improvement in the in the life, it's not physical health necessarily, but it, let's say it is financial abundance or relationship. Do you utilize the body for that as well? Do you relate that oh, yeah. to the sensation in the body? Every, everything, all roads lead to Rome. Yeah. You know, the, the, what's happening in this present moment? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Truly what's happening in this present moment. Now the mind has a whole (laughs) world of what it thinks is going on, but what's really happening? Well, there's, there's awareness, there's consciousness, Mm -hmm. but what are we aware of? Okay. There's the visual, got it. But really our stuff is held inside. So we don't need to rely on the visual. So what else do we have left? Well, there's sensations, there's body awareness, there's breath, there's Mm -hmm. silence, there's stillness, but there's this field of sensation in the body. And it's actually the intelligent source communicating to us letting us know in a nonverbal way what we need mm-hmm. but most people don't listen to it they're not in their body mm-hmm. most people have given up on their dreams and they 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 just get by most people carry so much letdown that they don't even let themselves really truly desire anything anymore there, you know there's so much that humans have have put on their plate And what I do is I don't give anybody anything. I just help them release what's not of their truth, what's not of uh, their heart, you know, what their soul came here to do or be or have an experience. I just help them release everything else. And then it's revealed Mm. because it's already in you, right? You know, why you're here, what excites you, that's already in you. So we just need to refine and clear the static so that you can feel the impulse. You can follow that impulse and you can have a life that is sweet Mm. and incredible and community like you talked about and i i talk about that a lot too clearing the static because we are uh, we have a society that in, in a conditioning that has caused us to become addicted to that static whether it manifests as anxiety or depression depression or something but the static is what we think it's what the mind thinks is actually keeping us alive but it's not <laughs> it is the opposite it is in the way from us fe- yeah. feeling that clarity of being that you're talking about yeah and i mean I, and you look at what's that what is static it's mm-hmm. literally if you just look at an old school TV, what is static? It's lots of stations coming in in a very faint way. In other words, there's not one signal that's that's coming in in a clear way. And so it shows up as static, but static is really just a mix of tons of messages because of all the different traumas and hurts and burdens and beliefs and the takeaway that we have from those kinds of experiences creates these a barrage of signals that is static. And like you said, it's it, it can be addictive in the sense that People would rather hold on to something that's known and painful than risk the unknown because the mind has no power in the unknown. It's it's or the present moment. Mm -hmm. And so the mind would rather put something in there. I'm going to worry about my kids all night rather than be in the unknown of I don't know what time they're going to come home. I don't know what's going to happen. That scares the mind. So we'd rather focus on the horrible things that could happen with their children than the unknown. It's absurd. What do we attract? The frequency we're putting out. What's the mind doing? 
right? Worrying is praying for what we don't want. Mm -hmm. And how many parents are praying for what they don't want with their children? It's amazing that we get through life unscathed as, as children with the, the amount of worry that's the field that they generate. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so. Well, and you, with uh, the mind is like this machine for homeostasis, like it's essentially what you're talking about. So it only knows what has been. And it believes that since we didn't die, you didn't die by that pattern, that that's how you're going to surely survive. Oh, my gosh, that sounded like yet thou shalt not surely die from the Bible, from <laughs> Lucifer. <laughs> thou shalt not surely die if you worry. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah. actually had an experience where I did do some clearing. Of, I recognized, oh, my gosh, I kind of run on anxiety. And I, I was ready to clear that. And I did. And then I had a dream that was like a venting dream showing me that what I had cleared and the dream was me coming home, my husband and me coming home from a vacation. And as we were arriving, I realized that I forgot to have anyone take care of my animals. And I'm like, my animals are me, you know, they're my body. Yep. And it, and so I turned to my husband and I said, this happened. I forgot to take care of my animals because I have consciously been clearing anxiety. And first of all, what a spiritual dork dream. <laughs> to have such a say something so plainly like that but I awoke going oh my gosh I really and truly my mind thought that anxiety kept me alive or kept the most important thing about my life viable and crazy the the insanity and I think that is I have this background in um in a like evangelical Christianity that's how I, up until about you know age 20 and but that was my spiritual seeking at first because it was the only paradigm I knew and there yeah. is something to that misinterpretation that al aligns with that I think that that is actually what you know take it or leave it but that's what sin is is to believe in death or believe in the, the for a moment and it's not like sin against God but I guess again if you can make that concept of God global, you are disconnecting yourself from the universality and your in your awareness in that moment. And you aren't being in the now. I've gone off mm. on a thing. <laughs> but so um, so tell me, so what else, uh, how would uh, you describe, how would you tell someone, the, the, the people can learn this for their own, you know, to facilitate others, you teach people to teach others or teach people to hold this clearing for others and then obviously for themselves and it's something you could do as an ongoing wellness practice is that correct sure um i don't train teachers okay. uh to teach okay. what i do um but i do teach people to do what i do i don't teach them to go and teach oh sorry sure yeah do what I, no 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 I, I it's semantics and i'm i don't yeah That's i just okay. wanted to clarify that mm -hmm. i'm not saying i wouldn't i just haven't um I have a three-year backlog of things that I need to do with my <laughs> with my practice. I'm sure you know it's like nobody can do it like you can. So, and, and hiring somebody that can understand your practice and have a skill or talent in the business part or the editing part or whatever it is, you know, to find that gem mm. is is a uh, you know a rare thing. So a lot of times we end up doing things ourselves. I'm guessing totally. you're the same way, right? Yeah, yeah. Nobody can edit your stuff like you can. You know oh that. gosh, and I don't like doing. <laughs> I know. I don't, do you think I, I don't want to do it either? But at the same time, like your energy stamp is on it too when you edit it. And if mm -hmm. you just turn it over to somebody, stuff might get missed, you know, and, yeah. and that kind of thing. So it's at, an important part of the. At some the point, production. someone, like you said, that gem does come along who 
is that's their that's a part of their soul directive and they can do it better than you but there's something to actually knowing how to do it yourself first so that you can hand it off to someone else i think that's yeah. a part of the process right and if it's not sure. coming then it's not good for you as you said <laughs> well exactly yeah yeah for sure mm -hmm. uh, but yeah i just i just feel like humanity's ready you know we have so much mind you know it's like humpty dumpty falls off the wall and the king's horses and men can't put him back together again because he wasn't supposed to be put back together again you know the the mind cracks open to more which the heart is revealed you know that soul level of being but so many people just stay in the mind mm -hmm. and they ruminate and what you were talking earlier too about like you know the, the traumatic event with your animals i can't even imagine that that would be intense yeah. And like you said, there, there's a neural, a neural pathways formed yeah. in those types of experiences when we judge or assign meaning to what happened. Yes. An example would be, let's say I left my dogs and like I'm on the plane and there's nothing I can do about it. I don't have a phone. I can't call a neighbor and I'm like, you know, stressed out about it. What does the mind often do? It comes in and judges harshly like I'm such an idiot, that kind of thing. So that forms a neural pathway for me generating more I'm such an idiot experiences in my life. Mm -hmm. When these kind of things happen when we're little in the womb, when our nervous system's forming, they have the master controls of our life. And that's what we're talking about. Like you see someone who's like 400 pounds. It's not them as an adult who has the eating issues. It's the little, the earlier versions of them that have hijacked the nervous system. That's making the decisions based on crossed wires, those short uh, shortcuts in the neural pathways. Yeah. And then of course the adult human their free will to say no to the fifth Twinkie or the fourth dinner or whatever it is, isn't there. Right. So that's why we have to clean up the past. We have to reset those events so that we do get our free will back. Mm -hmm. And then the weight comes off easily because diets are like, really, does, do diets work? I mean, if we like our weight to swing one way and the other. Right. So that's just one area that could be addiction of any kind mm -hmm. or relationship problems. Or like you said, you know, all the different, you know, quality of life issues that people have. It's just all physics, really. And, you know, we, we have, there is a reason that we do adapt and adopt the beliefs of our caregivers as, as kids. And then, you know, that is passed down, passed down, passed down ancestrally, as you're saying. And that's the reason is, be, well, we, we, we are physically, relationally dependent as precious little, you know, <laughs> babies and, and children. Yeah. And we are mentally underdeveloped, and that's what's happening as we're developing those neural pathways. We've got all that stuff going on. And I, uh, it, like, for example, if I have a moment when I'm one year old and my mother has a moment while she's holding me of feeling lack, fear of, you know, somehow some kind of survival fear, I, the baby will perceive that and it will get locked in. That association, that meaning will get made because of yeah. the feeling of separation from the mom but it's it's just it's just one moment but it gets locked in there as though it's yeah. some a, like you're saying a pattern uh, mm -hmm. but it's really the thing is it's so wild as i know you see all the time is that when we clear something it is it is so like you keep saying so simple but we have because of that that first time that it happened at one year old and it's a pattern and it happens every day that it seems like it's a big thing, but it's actually just as easy as the first moment that it was created, yep. where the, there was an association made, there was a meaning given to it. It's really that easy. And, and then we have all these other therapies, like not to, and it can be a very helpful modality, but sometimes cognitive behavioral therapy or other talk therapies just have you replay it even more. And it's creating more reinforcement of that meaning. 
And eventually, you know, maybe after the 900th visit, someone might get tired of it, I think. <laughs> so <Yeah>. CBT, <laughs> some, some yeah. people. Yeah, that's true. Well, some, yeah, some, some cognitive behavioral therapists are also very intuitive and work holistically. So I don't mean to uh, demean it. Oh, yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Sure. And a good therapist holds the space or yeah. blank screen or whatever, where the, it just organically, their presence is enough. When they tell the story, it kind of yes. takes the charge off over time. Like, yes. It can be helpful. But like what you said, like when in that mother-child experience, a lot of times children make it about them. Like, yeah. They could come to the conclusion that I'm not safe. Like they feel mom's stress, like you're saying, or even in the womb. Mm -hmm. And so as they see the world with a lens of I'm not safe, they attract similar type experiences. And that reinforces the, the pathways and the behavior and the assuming. So then they're 25 years old, still not feeling safe. Mm -hmm. They're not willing to confront the bully, right? So they mash it down. Maybe they self-medicate with sugar, caffeine, or worse. Mm -hmm. And then it just compounds the issue. But like you said, it's it's those early, early experiences where the meaning, but a lot of times it's global. Like I'm not safe anywhere, you know, based on something that happened, but also a lot of times children tend to make it about themselves. I'm not enough. No yeah. one loves me. Um, um, I'm, a, I'm bad or whatever. And that is debilitating. And that's really the root of pretty much all addiction and, and uh, really, you know, like strong behavior that can take a life or end up in prison or, you know, that kind of thing. And it just goes back to, you know, how we were treated and the meaning we assigned to it. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, because children, we are pure consciousness. And so children are one. They are un you're unified. So they don't, they, they don't have very much separation. So that's why it, it kind of starts to form this separation. But they do self-reference because that's all they understand is, you know what I mean? Like they, there isn't, they don't have a lot of duality at we, because we were right. that as well. <laughs> and so I think that's, that's why that happens. And I, I know I've heard someone describe it before that children are children are they're they're self-centered and that even like a, a three-year-old child if you said why does the sun come up in the morning and they would say so that it'll wake me up like that's why they, <laughs> that's the sets their understanding and yeah. um for me actually I was kind of somewhat d describing that one-year-old experience of the mother holding the baby that was actually something that I kind of worked around and what that my self-referencing and meaning that I gave to that was that I didn't have value then, as you were saying, if I'm not safe, I wasn't safe, but I even the meaning that I cleared in, at one point was that that meant I didn't have value. But what yeah. I did instead was clear that. And then I learned that what I was really learning in that moment where my mother was being human was compassion, because I actually just felt compassion for my mother. If I could remove this self-referencing meaning of I don't have value, I could feel right. for her for having that experience in that moment. Yeah, that's sure. what happened with me with a clearing recently. Mm -hmm. Well, so um, what uh, now I've heard you also talk about how you can work with people 100 percent just as well, even if they don't have some kind of out, a reference to universality, God source or and, and it, it still works the same. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like I don't have to believe in gravity to be affected by gravity. There still <laughs> yeah. is a cosmic intelligence, whether you call it Jehovah or, mm -hmm. you know. Yahweh, Jesus, God, Divine Mother, nature, you know, you know just an ecosystem. I mean, well, yeah, exactly. There's mm -hmm. a ten thousand names we could probably come up. Well, not that many, but a lot. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's still the same being. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, so yeah, I work with people who don't believe in anything. It's fine. Mm -hmm. it, they don't have to. You know, I, I love skeptics. Skeptics are great because they can often get as much help as someone who has held very tightly spiritual beliefs, sometimes that person's actually more difficult 
because they know too much mm. and what they know is interfering with the experience of. So they may be holding on to a dogma that's spiritual or positive, um, you know, like affirmations. I don't use affirmations mm. uh, because affirmations is like putting a bandaid on an infection. I'm like, just clean up the infection and the, the, the affirmation or being positive is going to come up organically. It's mm. not something we have to put on top of something that's not working. And oftentimes that can delay the healing because it's really confronting the shadow. It's really confronting the thing that, that we most don't want to look at. Oh, you know, uh, patchouli is great, but sometimes it's nice to take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a house you know, guest so that I wanted to like... say that too once. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no, I'm teasing. But uh, yeah, so, you know, it's simple, um, you know, and sometimes affirmations are helpful, but mm -hmm. I, I feel like first we need to handle the, poo-poo in the middle of the floor. And then yeah. we can, you know, do the aromatherapy. But if we just put it on top of it, it doesn't work. Absolutely. And I a lot of that. Yeah. Affirmations or something along, you know, using a tool that you're that you're not really ready to use. Like if you use an affirmation, let's say I'm a, a survivor of sexual assault and I say, I love myself. That yeah. actually could make things because it creates so much separation from self that could actually put me deeper into it because now I'm judging yeah. myself for not loving myself. And, you know, uh, and, but you could go a little more gently and, you know, just start somewhere else w with the positive things that you do have right now that you, that are about, you know, like gratitude then like it's essentially like activating things that you are great, grateful for that you do really and truly mean it. You can't tell yourself lies. That's just the truth. <laughs> You're the only one. <laughs> That's no, weird. You can't pretend that I tell people that same stuff. Yeah. We sound similar with a lot of what we say. It's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, so, um, what other kinds of uh, so tell us about the the way that people can connect with your work. You tell me about that. You said a Monday call is the and and uh, oh yes, yeah, so, yeah. So we have a we have a free call every month that we offer, and uh, it's on the website. I mean, you just go to Health Beyond Belief, and 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 it's it's right there. You can listen to it and see if you if you vibe with the work, I feel like people will get what they need. You know, mm. there's so many different modalities out there, so many different paths and we're, we're attracted to what serves us. So I, I like to give that away so people can experience it. It's not, you know, a roll call trying to get you to sign up for anything. It's a standalone mm. every month free. Um, so that we offer. And then we have the Monday call series, which I, which I was talking about. We have a different topic every Monday and people call in and then I'll share information insights. And then I work on the whole group. I love working on groups. That's one of my, mm. um, Forte's is being able to feel everybody in the entire room at the same time. It's a little overwhelming and then uh, offer clearings for everybody. So we do a lot of that on the calls and we also work one-on-one -on -one. people can raise their hand. Mm. Uh, and then from there, but I'd also travel a lot. Like I'll be in Los Angeles in, in March. I'm doing a training and workshops there oh, in, uh, do you remember the old Sportsman's Lodge? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Uh -huh. Yeah. I've never done events there. So I'm going to do, usually I do the Beverly Garland in, uh -huh. um, on Lancashire. Yes. Uh huh. So, uh, but they wanted like five grand for a room. I'm like, are you kidding me? They do. So, um, oh, I didn't realize to that rent either. a room for a group. Um, so I'm doing Sportsman's Lodge. So yeah, we'll be there in March, I believe. So. Oh, great. Well, good to know. I I, I want to come for sure. That's what, that's in Studio City, right by where I live. So I'm out. Exactly. There. Yeah, Laurel is Laurel Canyon. I used to live over there. Mm -hmm. And but, um, so yeah, I just remember the Sportsman's Lodge. It used to be such like an old school yeah. kind of stodgy like a hunting lodge, but apparently they've renovated. It's kind of nicer now. Yeah, yeah, they did about I think about seven years ago. Yeah, they did. Really? That long? I think so. Well, I think the renovation went on for a little while, but yeah, I, okay. I remember seeing the differences then. And so then people can join the Monday call free, which is so amazing. 
And then how else can they engage with your work? You do groups mostly or do you do do you do actually do one? Like I'm thinking there are plenty of people who are like, um, sign me up now. I want to clear all of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I do some one on one work. We open up private sessions, which I do remotely um, uh, work. I have clients in hundred and some countries. I don't even I stop counting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's available, but it, not a lot. So more the group stuff. Okay. Um, the, the free call the Monday call series. And then of course the advanced program, which is a video like this zoom. Um, We offer that twice a month. And then every Wednesday, uh, excuse me, every Thursday and Sunday evening, they send in uh, people send in their issues and I work on everybody that's signed up for the advance. So it's like a more comprehensive, it's all month long, two videos. Uh, But, uh, but really live events too, you know, if you feel it or come into your area, we do New York city. Well, I just got back from Japan. Um, we do Europe every year. We did Barcelona in the summer. Um, New York City, you know, all the big cities we go to mostly. And I do group events and sometimes training there. So Wow. And in the group events, you you do, you hold, you feel and heat and, and hold space for people to facilitate, to facilitate their clearing and healing. Everyone who's in the, exactly. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. People, I you know, bring whatever. We've had mm-hmm. people with tumors evaporate in the, in the workshops and, uh, live events, people with, I mean, every kind of, every, I haven't seen anything that can't be helped. Um, I'm not saying everyone will get help because sure. that's a, that's Except a promise or a medical claim. I'm just telling you what we get reports about and right. I've seen everything. I mean, it's wild and I don't take credit for any of it because mm-hmm. we all have the ability to help ourselves. Mm-hmm. We all have the ability to help each other and the creator does the work. Yeah. Um, you know, if I thought I was doing the work, I'd be taking a lot of stuff on and I'd be dead by now. So I don't, uh, I don't want to own that. <laughs> it's like, nope, it's not me. And it's true, you know, so. Have you ever heard of human design? Do you know what human design is? I have heard of human design. I've heard of, uh, yeah, a lot of the things that you were mentioning you, earlier too, sure. Do you know, do you know what your human design type is? Are you a reflector? You don't know. Oh no, sorry. No, I, 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 I do what I do. Uh, I studied hundreds of techniques settling uh-huh. on what I do, but I haven't studied anything else in 20. Yeah. Yeah. No human design is, isn't, well, it, it works with like five different modalities, including like uh-huh. your astrology, the, the chakra system and, um, I Ching and the Kabbalah tree of life or four different, I guess. Anyway, anyway, um, I would just be curious because, uh, the, the what are the types? What are the types? The are types and I'll tell you generator manifester, projector and reflector so you would use like your birth chart information and then you put okay yeah i would say projector and reflector resonate more just based but i don't know enough about it to really say yeah it feels like you're a reflector which is the least the most uncommon type and it's what i am as well and i've never met another reflector and i don't i've just started to kind of like understand what this is and in no way really know about it so i'm just curious (laughs) if you know your birth chart to, to give you an example um when I was acting, I would go test for a network series. You know, you, you've, I'm sure you, you know all that. You, you sign your contracts, you know, I mean, you go into the final, you know, hurrah of, you know, down to you and they usually test three, two to five people, depending. Mm-hmm. I literally go in the room full of executives and I feel everybody's stuff to the point where yep. I, it, is, it was very difficult for me to even show up fully yeah. and do well at, at those high level auditions because there's so many people in the room and I feel all I can, mm-hmm. I can tell you what they're thinking. Like if I could get the job based on the empathic, yeah. you know, that's exactly how I am as well. And that's, so maybe that's, that's the, yeah, that's is that the, the reflector. Re- it sounds like the reflector to me. That's why I'm saying that. Um, and it's interesting that even though you're not familiar with it, projector and reflector have something in common and that they, 
they they don't have their own energy source that, that you know you have to kind of replenish yourself but exactly what you're talking about is exactly how i experience that's how my whole life has been too so yeah. um i can't wait to meet you in person we're gonna have to but do you if you know you're i'm seriously really curious uh, and we'll talk about it offline or on email if you know your birth chart like the time of day that you were born and and um you know where you were born you could put it in i'm super curious about it because <laughs> it would be really amazing <laughs> sure i have all that stuff i, I did i have uh, had all my readings done by chart, yeah. everyone in the veda vedic mm -hmm. world and the western world just so many different people have done my charts and stuff i know i have a grand cross is uh one of the things it's it's very rare you're either you're either home completely homeless or like a godfather or something like that, you know, like in the movie, like it's like one of two. I'm like, that's eh, all or nothing. That's that's all. Yeah, exactly. Right. Too. So I'm like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. I've always um, been all or nothing too. I seriously want to follow up on that because also this morning and I was thinking about, I mean, I was probably, there's a reason why I was probably thinking about that this morning. I've never met another reflector and you mm -hmm. know, again, feeling your energy before we even met. So <laughs> but I would say this as, as a last a final piece on this is that the, the abuse that we suffered when we were little yeah. probably contributed. I mean, you're saying it's a birth thing and the chart and the time and yeah. place and all that probably, but I also say it comes from you learning to survive in that yeah. uh, uh, environment where there was abuse. And so we start to become acute at survival and reading energy and, and so much to it that I've, probably feel like that's made you really good at what you do and definitely and I would even expand it to an even more metaphysical I agree and I'll say that then uh, from the pre-birth perspective I was like I'm going to go in with these tools into this <laughs> density and I want to learn to transmute all of it you know what I mean like it's kind of like nature and nurture just symbiotically if we're looking at it from the completely metaphysical eternal time is an illusion standpoint that it all kind of makes sure. sense. And yeah, I, I'm like you. I'm like, if it works, it works. And and yeah. if, if it helps, it helps. Well, we are over time. And I figured we'd probably do this because I get so excited uh, talking to you. Is there any last thing you would like to share or um, offer or, uh, you know, everyone? The, yeah, the let me let me I can offer a quick blessing for sure. everybody. It's okay. not a religious blessing. I mean, it's, it's literally I'm going to offer some yeah. comprehensive forgiveness specific to um everyone that's participating, you don't have to be on live. The replays or the a year from now, because the creator's everywhere, everywhere, it's, mm -hmm. it's just as powerful. So uh, I can offer that silently for everybody if you'd like. Please, thank you. Yeah, yeah. So uh, if you want to play in this way, get a sense of something that you'd like to clear. Maybe it's a physical discomfort. Maybe it's something emotional. Maybe it's a uh, something that weighs on us. It could be a regret. It could be somebody we hate. It's okay to use the language that's honest for us. But just get a sense of that one area of life. Notice where you feel it in your body. That's really important. We want to be present and just aware. And if you can, it's for you, of course, just get a zero to 10 of intensity. So in other words, if I think about my uh, bully from the third grade, uh, humiliated me, I feel maybe there's uh, tension in my forearms, heat in the face. What's the zero to 10? It's real simple. So get a sense of that. I'm going to offer this peacemaking silently for you and all situations around what led up to this beliefs, hurts and wrongs in your family lineage. And of course, prior to that, this will be silent. Here we go.
Okay, so you just notice sensation, notice the body. Mm. Being in that awareness of sensation, awareness of breath, sometimes stillness, silence, just in that simple field that's always present. Mm. And we connect to that and allow ourselves to, you know, that higher power, whatever that is for you, everybody's different, but that's really what allows us to release and clear. And so we infer it a lot and, um, you know, anyone wants to report to you or just give you feedback, that's great. Let us know and um, bless you. Yes, bless you as well. And if you are watching on YouTube, it's really easy if you want to just make the comment for your experience right there in the video. So that was powerful, really beautiful. Beautiful is probably the smallest and greatest word I can think of right now (laughs) at once. (laughs) It's all about the paradox. Thank you. Well, John Newton, this has been just so amazing, and everyone do connect with John. Um, you'll be seeing me on that Monday call and also at the Sportsman Lodge, Sportsman's Lodge in March. So uh, thank you so much for coming and for offering this blessing and the healing, the clearing. We all accept, I, if I may, on behalf of all of us, we accept and with gratitude. So thank you again for coming on this program. Thank you for your beautiful heart and all the work you do and your awesome community. I'm, I'm grateful to be a tiny part of, of this. So thank you. Well, that's our show today. Thank you, everyone. Uh, such for being a part of this light that we are all expanding in together. Thanks for tuning in. I love you, whoever you are. Mm-hmm.